Hello and welcome to Part of the Bus, the podcast that talks everything Scottish football from up and down the country. We're back. It's European week and um, it's not been the greatest weeks. It's me, Andy Dixon, as you can hear. And we have got the, well, we're not sure if he's a Kermarnet fan. I know that he's probably seen Hibs the most this season already. But it's Kieran Hunter. How are we, buddy? Um, I don't care, mate. <laughs> we'll we'll go we'll go with advocate of Scottish football and right now it just doesn't feel it'd be good one of them. Yeah. So uh, it's been it has been some week obviously. We've had four European games um for the qualifiers to for the group stages. Obviously the South the Champions League draw was also made as well. So we will we'll start with that. We'll go with through it all. We'll go with the qualifiers and then we'll go with we'll finish up with Celtic's Champions League draw. So the start of the week, um it was PSV Eindhoven versus Rangers, the second leg. It was two two after the first leg at Ibrox. We we didn't actually cover this last week because we didn't do one of these, but it was a little bit of a different story when it went over to, to Eindhoven. It finished PSV Eindhoven five Rangers won. Unfortunately, I didn't catch most of the goals. The only goal I have seen is the Conor Golson own goal. Um, but obviously, from what I've seen, also Eindhoven did take the lead. The Rangers got back into the game and then conceded the early doors you know, straight away, basically. Um, how much of the game did you see, Kieran? Uh, once again, yeah, people, you soon to fucking realise, Andy, that I didn't watch football on the telly. Um, so I seen absolutely hee haw. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, again, I, I was I was following updates from my Rangers pals, which was pretty amusing. They were sort of posting away in the chats and things like that. So I, I pretty much got the impression that Rangers weren't at the races. The players put in a half arsed effort. And they got totally run riot in Holland. So obviously, PSV go two 0 up. Um, and was it that they did go two 0 up, didn't they? Yeah, no, they man. went. Yeah, they went. They went two 0 up. Um, and then James Tavernier once again, the man is unstoppable from what seems to be every position in the park. Also got a goal back. Um, but again, as I said, following updates from our Rangers pals, apparently Tavernier was the worst player in the park for Rangers last night. <laughs> and he was the one that scored. So, again, if there are any Rangers fans listening, I don't know if you will agree, but you can chip in your opinions on that one. Again, the only goal that I've seen matches Andy's, and that was Connor Goldson's absolute masterclass back, pack pass into the uh, back of the net, past yeah. Jack Butland, um, which I think more or less summed it up. So, it was... I've seen a, a few different opinions on it uh, last night on Twitter. Um, yeah. ones that were about that was worse than the Dundee United Alkmaar result or that was worse than the Hibs Aston Villa result for context Andy do you agree with that? Yes and why would you why would you agree? Well, I that? would agree it's probably a worse result for Rangers because Rangers and when it comes to turnover and money there is not much difference between PSV Eindhoven and Rangers Um yeah. I think you can use, and I don't want to use it, I don't really want to use it, or turnover, turnover and, and things like that, and money is get out of jail free go, uh, clauses and things like that. But obviously when it comes to rain, when it comes to Hibs, um, and I'm no Hibs, Hibs lover or anything like that, is that the the size of the squad 
the, the quality of the squad in the Villas team compared to the, what was in the Hibs team, you'd argue the same with Dundee United. That Dundee United team went on to get relegated um, and Alkmaar got to the, the quarter, the semi-finals. So yeah. Yeah. massive differences in there. There's not, going with the Rangers squad that are there, um, and, and certainly compared to last season as well, is that Rangers, there isn't much when it comes to turnover. Um, you can't really use that it's all it's to do with money. Um, there's been it's a, at Rangers there's a massive change. There's lots of changes happening. The the players that went the amount of players that went out, the amount of players that have come in. Um, I'll take you through some of the players that have left Rangers. I think this is when you you want to analyze it. So McGregor obviously retired, Hollander, Kent, Morelos, Arfield, Kolak, um, Sakala, uh, Haji is on way out on loan, and Glenn Kamara have all left Rangers. So that's massive. A lot of these players have been vital for them yeah. over the last two or three seasons. You can argue that Morelos has been hasn't even got a club yet, but for Rangers, he was certainly massive for them. He was you could argue he's a big game player. Celtic fans were meant to go hard, no do that much in the old fun, but him on the park, he still he was scoring goals. He was his presence there was always something different. Yeah. Um when it comes to it, you're looking at the the players that have come in, obviously, you, you can I'll argue, or you can say that they've certainly strengthened in goals. Jack Butland is definitely an upgrade on a 41-year-old Alan McGregor now. But you've, you're bringing in Kieran Dowell from Norwich. You've got Dijon Sterling. Chelsea, he's not done much. He's not Chelsea, obviously. You've, they brought in Lammers up front. They've brought Seema for Brighton on loan. And they brought Dessers in. And they've brought Balogun back. And then... then Danilo and Sefentes, I think he's pronounced correctly. So there's all these players that have come in. Um, they they're going to take they are going to take time to gel. Unfortunately, you're losing then even in the midfield. You're losing somebody like Scott Arfield, Glenn Kamara in the centre of the park. They're going to take a while for them to recover, and I think that this is unfortunately just a teething problem. That Rangers are, are Rangers are going through at the moment because of the of the changes, and it's not to say that they're going to go out on Saturday or Sunday, I should say, and beat Celtic in the old farm. So, I mean, but at the same time, to go over there two two, still in the tie. Bear in mind they took the lead twice in at Ibrox, twice at home, and got pegged back to go out and get beat five one. That's so that'll be so disappointing for them. Also means that they're missing out in the Champions League. Obviously, we know how last year's Champions League went for them. But I'd imagine that they were in pot three. They would have felt that they, they, a couple of teams they wanted to avoid, but they still could have got an, a, a good enough draw. Um, and especially when it comes down to money and the difference between the Champions League and the Europa League, they are on the. They're going to be on the back foot when it comes to that. And then obviously your Thursdays into Sundays, so your games are all going to be played on a Sunday for Rangers. So it is one of these is that they're now in the in the Europa League. But didn't get me wrong, they're now pot one. In the Europa League, so it should that should help them as well. And bear in mind, they also got to the final a couple of years ago, so it is probably a better competition for them if they want to progress further in the, in the competition, game wise. But at the same time, money wise, it's not the best. But I think that football fans are very, um, very reactive, and they can overreact, and you're going to hear one overreacting quite soon. Um, but I think I've seen a lot of people want to be out. I think there's still plenty of time in regards to that because I don't think they're going to be far away when it comes to the league at the end of the season. I'm glad you uh, talked about overreactions there, Andy, 
that was uh <laughs> so we'll probably will come on to that soon but you've obviously mentioned about finances so sir celtic before celtic have even kicked a ball in europe right um celtic are going to earn 15 and a half million euros for playing mm-hmm. six games right yeah 15 and a half million euros for playing six games rangers for being in the uefa europa league group stage now are going to earn three and a half million yeah so Total investments, uh, when you take the TV pool and then the coefficient earnings, Rangers' total earnings for playing through the group stages is going to be $12.4 million. Yeah. Celtics is going to be $32.3 million, yeah. right? So there's a €19 million Euro difference between Celtic and Rangers there. So, I mean, in terms of the money, yes, Rangers are going to seriously get hit hard with that. Um, I think given the fact of recent investments, you've obviously mentioned the fact that half their starting eleven is away as well, Andy. Do you know what I yeah, mean? And, yeah. and they are going through this sort of rebranded build-up. I think Celtic are probably doing the same. I think Rodgers has obviously maybe came in. I, I, I wouldn't say Rodgers has necessarily ripped Celtic apart and started again. I mean, he's, he's using the players that he's got, brought in a couple of new additions, and seeing what brand of football he can play with Postacoglu's players from last season, um, which I felt, which to start off with, has been a bit of a bumpy ride, so to speak. Um, going at the old firm is going to be huge for both clubs, but I think it's about yeah, okay, we can talk about the money, but I think being realistic, and we'll come on to Celtic and how far they might get, but for Rangers as a whole, Rangers got to the final two years ago, right, yeah. and. Obviously, for them, that was massive. It was unfortunate that they, they, they didn't win it. But are you wanting to are you wanting to qualify for the Champions League and play out the group stages, or do you want to play in the Europa League with probably getting to a final, maybe even winning it? You know, what which one are you picking? Are you picking success, or are you picking the? I'll just take the fifteen million and go. I know what you're saying. I totally know what you're saying. And it's the thing is, is you can you can still. We're talking about Celtic. Celtic could still do both. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So you know what I mean. We'll talk. We'll come to Celtic as well. And but at the end of the day, it's still possible, especially as a pot three team. Rangers could have still done both. They still could have got to if they'd got themselves to the Champions League. And so they could, there's every chance they still could have finished third. So it's certainly possible to do both. But yeah, uh, it's certainly disappointing for Rangers. Um, in regards to that, um, I think time will tell. In regards to Michael Beale, to be honest, I think it is probably still a bit early for um, any of this. Make Beale out at the moment, so yeah, that's where I would be with that one. Um, do you want to? Do you want to move on? Yeah, we could move on to the other half of Glasgow if you'd like. No, no, we'll 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 finish. We'll finish with Celtic. We'll we'll go through all the games at the moment. Right. So okay. Um. All oh, right. So I was talking about Queens Park oh, when I said that. <laughs> so what was obviously we'll move on. So we'll go down a competition. Um. So at Pitodri, um, Aberdeen were two two. They got themselves back into the tie very late on, over in Sweden, and basically. They brought the game back to Pitodri and going through. So the this was the 
guaranteed anyway. So they were guaranteed group stages regardless of where they um of where they what what they done and where they done what happened. So again, they lost quite early doors. They lost goals in the fourteen and the forty first minute. But Miofsky got himself back into it. Fifty six minutes gets one back. Um and Aberdeen, I says I caught him just the end of this because I was I was coming for work. And then it was Aberdeen were, were going forward or having chances, chance after chance. And then the Hacking broke up the park. The boy hits an absolute raker. It bounces off the crossbar. It's sort of the post, I should say. Goes out for a throw-in. And then there's a wee bit more pressure from Hacking. And then it's a penalty. And it's given by VAR. The ref doesn't give it straight away. Gives it by VAR. And basically gets the gets it. The penalty's given. 3-1, and it's tie-over. Now, if you're an Aberdeen fan, you you have to be disappointed. That is probably the... It's definitely the most winnable tie out of all the ties that the Scottish teams had this week. Um, And then they, they go over there. Obviously, they, they, they get the, the result. Obviously, they should have had a goal, maybe, because it was chopped off for offside. They bring it back to, to Petodre, and they go out. To me, I don't. I feel. I've, obviously, if you're an Aberdeen fan, personally, I'm, I'm happy because I want them to get beat. But you would be disappointed. They should have went through. They should have been in the Europa League as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is pretty disappointing. I, I mean, it was a sold out Bedorji tonight. Um, I seen a picture of the Hacking fans. There was twenty seven Hacking fans. Inside the main stand, mm-hmm. they, had, they had to open up the away end for the Aberdeen fans tonight, so they got to experience the cold, the cold North Sea. It's so funny it because you were a, it was funny because the armor said exactly the same on Monday's podcast as well. Oh, mate, brutal, absolutely brutal up there. Um, but no, I've it's, it's quite underwhelming, I guess. I mean. With all due respect to BK Hacking, I mean, yeah, the, the the league over in Sweden's pretty developed and it's a good, pretty fucking good standard league, let's be honest. But Aberdeen really should be putting up more of a challenge, I think, in yeah. terms of in terms of what, how they've managed to build themselves up financially and structure-wise the last few years, especially with Derek McInnes being there. It's a tie that I'd expect Aberdeen to win, especially having the advantage of the draw and be playing it at home in front of a packed out Pataudry. So um but again, I think it kind of comes down to that. I don't want to sort of repeat myself here with the argument that I used with dropping down into the conference league. Is it going to be more realistic competition See, for Aberdeen? I think for Aberdeen it's probably better. They're probably better in the conference league. Um, and you'll think, why would you say that? And the reason I'd say so, that is I... because the money, there is not as much of a money difference, but what you would get is you still get you would get money, you'd get money for per win, but they've also they're also paying out per point this year as well. They didn't do it last year. Right, okay. So if you were to get if you were to beat your two games, because Aberdeen will be third seeds. Mm-hmm. So because Aberdeen will be third seeds, they they'll get there should be a team in that league that they, they should be able to beat. Okay, can we say? And by doing that, that's a million pound by winning there. If they get six points, that's another, that's over another million pound on top of everything else that they're going to get. So there probably is more chance to to get money there. Um, again, we're in, with with Aberdeen, there's obviously been lots of ins and outs as well uh, when it comes to the the playing staff, but. 
again, they have been they have been well backed as well. So for the one that again, I just think that for Aberdeen, that's an opportunity must big time opportunity must. I agree. I agree with you, Andy. I think it's as you said financially, it's not much different. But I think if when you look at it on a domestic scale, how Rangers have competed, obviously getting hammered in Holland, they had a horrendous. Well, Rangers walked away with the brand new, you know, biggest biggest punching bag in Champions League history last season. Yeah. So, well, by the way, and that would again, have happened. That would have happened. The Hearts last year had to beat Zurich. Like, right. yeah, genuinely Quite. would have they would have we would have got absolutely mauled by yeah. the group that you the group that Zurich had. Um, because I'm sure Zurich got mauled with the group they had. Um, so that's that's obviously one, yeah. So they had Arsenal had sorry, Zurich had Arsenal, PS Feintoven, and Bodo Glunt. Ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. That's but again, it, it, you 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 seen it with Rangers and the obviously the hammering for Liverpool that they took and took quite a few other ones yeah. as well. But it's um, I think again for Aberdeen, it's about you're looking at the Conference League. We think okay, probably competition that's on our level. We've got a, an opportunity to do well here. Um, they would have probably got absolutely scalped in the Europa League. So again, I think for Aberdeen, it's probably maybe a blessing in disguise in terms yeah. of how further they can get. But at least they've got guaranteed group stage football, and they've got six yeah. European games. So exactly, yeah. again, that's going to be free home games at Petardry, free probably sellouts as well. Good revenue for the club. They're still going to get that. And I think how many times now have Aberdeen been in Europe in the last what eight or nine years? This is maybe what their sixth time in Europe got to be something like that at least um, so fair play to them um, still haven't they're still thrilled to win an actual game just to point that out it's scary they're going into group stage football but I think they've won like two games over all the all the knockout ties that's pretty fucking scary I never do that and, and bear in mind they've still no one like they still didn't obviously win they didn't win in over in Hacken, they didn't win the night as well, but they're going into that. But as I say, it's good. They're going to go there. They're going to have the time of their lives going over to wherever they get drawn against tomorrow. Um, and I'm genuinely fucking jealous because we should, it should have been us, but we fucking blew it. Well, now that you've mentioned um, the snooker and darts, will we move on to them? Yes, let's. So... Obviously, as I said earlier on in the pod, we didn't do one of these last week. Part of the reason was is I was so fucking frustrated as well with we, uh, last week. Last week is where it all fucking happened. We obviously you get the penalty early doors. I'm going to recap the whole thing. Sorry, this is your new hearts podcast. Get the penalty <laughs> early doors and then you lose a penalty straight away. And that's where the fucking tie was lost as soon as that happened because it was silly mistakes after silly mistakes. You do score the goal. Obviously, it's given offside, and then you lose a silly goal. But technically, you're still in the tie. You go over there, and from what I've read, I was obviously I've been working, and what I've seen again, it's silly mistakes. The first goal's offside, but again, since then, it's silly mistakes after silly mistake. We've no midfield. We generally have no midfield. We've got Cami Devlin playing in midfield alongside defenders, um, or eighteen-year-old laddies that have just been promoted for the B team. We 
Joe Savage is was he's been pictured in fucking Greece dancing on tables. He should be out fucking getting himself getting us a centre midfielder to play because we've got Harren's injured, Benny's constantly injured. I think Neuenhoff is the new boy that is just signed for Australia. He's injured. George Grant's pash. Like that there's your options. So we need we desperately need a midfielder. Um and it's been recruitment. Again, Kyle's good defender, but he's been totally off form, but he's still played, still continuously playing. I don't know why he's continuously playing, but he is. He should have been dropped. We should have Kingsley should have went in there and cocked in at left wing back or left back or whatever formation you're playing. So things that you can see, everybody can see it, and it's constantly just being missed. Last week as well, there were substitutes, no making substitutes at the time. You're one all freshen it up. He waits until like 10 minutes to go before changing it to 2-1 down. These are silly little things that are happening, but it's because it's happening and it's we're just it's costing us. It's cost us. After the, the Rosenberg game for the high to go to last week, I generally lay in bed last week fucking raging, frustrated because of hearts. And it's just oh honestly it's pissed me off. And again, you're talking about fans overreacting. I've overreacted a little bit, but again, I think the, the whole frustration of watching Aberdeen, they're now in the Conference League. We had a really good chance to try to be in that Conference League and we've blew it, go over there and shit the bed again because you're away from home. So, yeah, that's my whole point on that. I mean, I've not really got much else to say apart from just, uh, as I think Andy again more or less summed up. It's just I would really... Just also, I think also want to point out as well, we're, we've obviously talked about, and we're going to talk about the golf and fucking squads and everything else, is that we've got a good, we, we've got an okay squad when it comes to money and spent, but the money that even Greece, the players, the, the, the Greek teams can spend on players is unreal compared to what we can spend. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Greek football is obviously quite well established. I mean, it's you've got those sort of leagues there where they they're they're really good and they're very tough. Um, in terms of us trying to compete against them, like the Turkish league, the Greek league, um, there's a lot of bloody good teams. And but the, the thing is, they weren't even that good last week. That's just like that's yeah. what's fucking frustrating me. Is that going forward they were all right, but see the back they look shaky as fuck. But they knew how to win fouls and things like that. And that just, this was like fucking, uh, sorry, I'm just getting pissed off with hearts. I think that, again, as you said, it comes down to this sort of golf, this golfing class between the teams. And the thing is, it's easy for us to sort of moan and groan about what the other leagues are doing. But it comes back to what are we doing? What are we actually doing about our league in terms of supporting us financially and putting in our structure? But anyway, we could go on about that till we're blue in the face it's a very disappointing disappointing result for Hearts I generally thought the Hearts could have maybe went over there and got something tonight um, again I've not really seen much of the game, I was too busy sort of flicking through the Aberdeen game uh, as that was the game that was on BBC Yeah. so um, but as I said it's you know it's Hearts obviously had a great spell in the group stages last season um, but the European journey for Hearts this year obviously has sadly came to an abrupt end. I think but... we just need, yeah, if you want me as a Hearts fan, all we need to do now is we need to build on that, build on that, go and sign somebody tomorrow and just make sure that we're there for this time next year because we've still got, I think, 
we've still got one more season now. He guaranteed European group space, and that's what we need. So, I think I think in retrospect as well, without going dipping too much into this, because whereas we do want to keep it as European related as possible, but I think this might also be a blessing in disguise for Hearts because Hearts are in a transition at the minute where they're trying something very different and new with the coaching staff and coaching. Oh, no, um, just a, from a lot of Naismith's going to be the uh, announced as manager in the next week or the next few days. Well, that's, that seems to make a bit more common sense then. Sense is finally <laughs> compared to Tynecastle. So, Again, I think it's a chance for Naismith to sort of prove himself, take control of the squad again and sort of take hearts forward because I think when you look at the league at the minute, you know, the sort of two, the big two are kind of sort of treading on thin water at the minute um, and they're going through a bit of a weird transition. So it's a chance for hearts to sort of look at that and get themselves up the table and compete. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see as time We'll see as time comes in the league. Um but Andy, have we got anything else in, in European football and Scottish football? What's what's yeah, next? Have, so obviously, there was one game last week. You were at the game last week, obviously. Um, Hibernian versus Aston Villa. Um, they obviously they had they, that finished uh, five now. You uh, went through that with me on Monday, and then at the return leg today, it was a bit of a changed Villa team. They they obviously freshened it up brought some of their fringe players in, and it finished 3-0 uh, to Villa. The tie was, as we all know, was over. Um, Hibs went down there. Fans went down there to have a good time, as you would on an away trip. Players went down there. Obviously, change the manager, change the shape, change everything. David Gray was in the dugout, and they've went down there just to try and do, the, to do their best. We know the differences between English and Scottish football. We know the differences in their squad. I mean, they, they, they were bringing on... They brought on John McGinn at half-time today. Um, Matty Cash... Like they're two international players, you know what I mean. So they're bringing on all these internationals, even in in these kind of games. And what what chance have Hibs got? None. Um. So again, it was that it was always damage limitation. The only thing is that you get all the people that are like, oh, my grand could score in Scotland Brigade and stuff like that. But yeah, um, there wasn't much else they could do. I think when when you seen the goals that Hibs conceded last week, for example, a couple of them were the same goal. So, but again, it's all change at Hibs. Um, so yeah and they probably could do with not being in Europe the same way that Hearts could you've not got this Sunday hangover anymore um, and I think that's what might, that could cost Aberdeen when it comes to that but Hibs I think Hibs toiled a little bit we certainly did um, as well so yeah um, that's my bit on Hibs uh, Kieran yeah I agree with Andy I think it's uh, more or less the two Edinburgh clubs have, are singing off the same hymn sheet I think again it could be a bit of a blessing in disguise for Hibs and that that they get to focus on their season and sort of fix themselves as a club because obviously with Lee Johnson oh, with, with Lee Johnson away and David Gray coming in as caretaker, obviously we're now going to look to the media headlines, which I cannot wait to get my teeth into when they announce their next manager, and I'm sure you and Gary wait for that as well. Oh, um, that's got to be fucking. He's fucking dug me. Anyway. <laughs> but um but no, we'll see how they manage to sort of kick things off on Sunday at Patodji against Aberdeen. Obviously two clubs who have had a pretty disappointing night in Europe. Is that, but is that sun is that Sunday, is it? That's on Sunday, Aberdeen v Hibs at Patodji. Wow. So that's that's a biggie. It's a biggie to look to. Um 
But but no, I mean, I think what has to be credited is obviously the Hibs travelling support that still went down there. It still took about 2,000 Hibbies to Villa Park. Obviously, yeah. you'd still go in there for a day out. And with me and Andy, me and Andy being avid footballogy campaigners, I'm sure there'll be a lot of folk going down there to tick off a ground as well, which I would have loved to have done. Um, <laughs> but but no, I mean it's listen, as Andy rightly said, it's point the fingers at the Premier League all you want and say about the money and this that and next thing. But again, it comes down to what we can do. So no, disappointing, but at least Hibs didn't. At least they didn't go into double figures in aggregate. That's all that matters. Okay, and that's a shame, isn't it? Well, for you, I. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's been disappointing. Four game, four teams played, four teams. Obviously, the last time actually we'd done this, it was all four teams. With all the three teams won that week, and it meant that we'd had, obviously, the four teams qualifying this time. All four teams have been beat. Um, to have went out, to have dropped down competitions. But we've still got three teams in Europe as Scotland. And to be honest, we just need to try and get as many coefficient points as possible. Hopefully it affects Aberdeen when it comes to the league. Um, just as a heart and my heart's hat on, just to make sure that we can try and do the best we can. But I mean, the, our team, the Scottish team we've not talked about yet is Celtic. Now, the Champions League draw has already been done. And Celtic were pot four. Now, Celtic's draw, Celtic's group, so obviously pot one, pot two, pot three, pot four. So they got Feyenoord out of pot one, they got Atletico Madrid out of pot two, they got Lazio out of pot three. Obviously, Celtic are fourth team. That is a not a bad group, to be honest. For the teams that they could have got out of those three pots, you'd probably fancy Atletico Madrid to win the group. I think that there's certainly Lazio and Feyenoord, especially at Parkhead, can be got at. I think that victories or results can be done, obtained. They could. I think they went over and beat Lazio. Did they not go over and beat Lazio a couple of years ago as well? Yeah, they did. They did. Um, went over and scored in the last minute as well. Yeah. Beat them. So there we are. So they definitely can go over there and win. They can definitely, I think, whether or not getting out of the group and second as possible, but they certainly could get themselves that Europa League spot as we talked about. Is get your Champions League money, your sick, your your three home games, and then get into the Europa League. I mean, they certainly, if you look at their group, P Group F, just as PSG, Borussia Dortmund, Milan, and Newcastle. Crazy. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean that's that is that is a really hard, really hard group. Um, so I think Celtic have got for where they are, certainly. And not a bad group at all. One I think they probably could get out of at least into the Europa League. Yeah, I I hope so. I mean, I, I, it'll be gutting if Celtic get completely knocked out of the the group stage. I think if again, realistically, if Celtic get Europa League, it's it's going to be a blessing in disguise because you're thinking, all right, they're in the Europa League, got Rangers there as well. You know, good chance they could maybe to go quite far in it, but. I think Celtic need to sort things out at home first <laughs> uh, yeah. before they start focusing on Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid and Lazio. Um, Celtic have got their own issues to deal with domestically. We know that they've not gone off to the best of starts um, and you know already being knocked out by in one competition by the big team in Ayrshire as well. I'm sure that's probably dampened a lot of spirits. But it's, uh, you know, I, 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 do, I do want to see Celtic doing pretty well and Hopefully they used their money early on to 
to sort of buy up. I mean, obviously the transfer window's closed now, but depending how far they get and then come January time, um, how serious are they going to take this European competition? Um, I find for Rodgers as well, as he's probably looking to to turn something around for him. Um, he wants he knows that he needs to keep the fans on his side because the fans are already starting to turn on him very quickly. Um, so again, it's they've got a golden opportunity. It's probably, with all due respect to the three teams that Celtic have got, it's probably the easier group that Celtic have had, and all the time that they've had Champions League group stage. So <laughs> it's again still tough, but you know Celtic have had. Um, the likes of Milan in their group they've had uh, Man City in their group before RB Leipzig yeah Barcelona as well so you know I think they've got a, an opportunity to, to do quite well um, yeah. but again we we shall sit back and we shall either cry or eyes out because Scottish football's pish or Scottish football might actually Offer something to us. We'll we'll wait and see. Yeah, we will indeed. But yeah, that's really been our our European look back. A little bit of a look forward as well. The groups. This has come out on Friday, so the groups the group stages for your Conference League and your Europa League will be done uh, today. So again, fingers crossed for Rangers and Aberdeen on who they are going to get. Um, and again for for ourselves and for Hibs, it's again. League, league business until this time next year and we can do it all over again but yeah that's really been it thank you very much for your time Kieran thank you Andy I've enjoyed it nice and short and sweet thank you very much um, thank you very much for everyone else that's listening um, we are sponsored by Sajama the independent clothing brand based in Scotland uh, with Swedish Soul as a part of the bus listener you can get yourself 10% off by using the promo code Kieran what's the promo code? It's Park the Bus Pod. Is it? Correct. Well done, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> All in capital letters. I'll pop it in the show notes as well so you don't actually lose a so you don't miss out either. So um we'd also get us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We have threads in Mastodon. Don't know what they really do yet, but we certainly do have them. We appreciate all feedback, positive, negative. Let us know. Uh, Kieran certainly loves your feedback as well and we do promise it is an actual Kelly fan um, but again thank you very much for listening uh, thank you again Kieran and it's a goodbye for me and it's a bye for me 